You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. American and Canadian teams joining the Pro 12. Is the league really so desperate that it has to seek transatlantic glory in order to stay afloat? Let's find out on the Attacking Scrum podcast. Welcome to the Attacking Scrum podcast. This is Fronting Up, which is where we debate a big issue from the world of rugby. And in particular, this week, we're going to be looking around the world as the Pro 12 organisers head over the other side of the Atlantic in order to seek um, salvation and save the league. Joining me to do that is desperate Dan Killick. How are you? I'm all right. Stars and Stripes vest on. The vest is on. Well, the heat in you tonight. It is. It's, it's usually it's gone it? up a few a few notches. Well, this is it. I'm kind of like a, a method podcaster. You know, De Niro is referred to as a method actor because he really gets into his characters and stuff. Yeah. But I thought, seeing as we're looking at expanding the league over to over to America, then it would be only suitable for us to have a uh, a fitting surrounding, and that's what I've that's what I've done. So. You know, that's the kind of preparation that goes into this podcast, Dan. You're absolutely killing me. You're yeah, sweating conkers. <laughs> that's it. Uh, ex- on the Americas, now I did pop, pop, pop to the post office earlier on and got a few dollars in. So yeah. I'm ready. That's it, right. I don't think I'll be getting that through uh, through my wife, though. No? No. Would you? What, getting it? The, uh, the Thursday night away trip to Houston? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm not sure I'd be able to get it on the telly. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'd be able to wangle that if it yeah. was uh, possibly the Dragons. I'm not sure I'd be able to get Scarlets versus Houston on on TV. Yeah, reading these articles, it does make you it does make you chuckle, doesn't it? It does. So right <laughs> from this um, from this rather whimsical introduction, you may have guessed that the that the topic this week is about the future of the Pro 12, or is there a future for the Pro 12? So what's prompted this is uh, Martin and I, the was he managing director, yeah. chief exec of, of the Pro 12, um, has apparently been flirting with the idea, or in fact, you know, seemingly relatively far down the line of exploring uh, 
the opportunity of getting a team in Houston and a team in Toronto involved in the in the Pro 12. Quick kind of recap on on how that works. So that's two more two more teams joining, and then it's split into conferences. So you end up playing less games, and then it goes into a playoff system after that. Sounds a bit complicated. It, it? sounds very complicated for me. Well, what have you made of this? Um, I think it's pretty laughable. To be honest, I can't I can't see how on earth it could work. Um, I know obviously TV cash is the key issue here, but um, well, it is because the Pro Twelve doesn't command a any kind of meaningful TV revenue deal. Yeah, and you wonder whether how long how long it can exist for. So obviously um, they've got to look far and wide, but um, you'd you'd like to think there's a a better option than this. Well, you would, but we've been scratching our heads, and it's it's not easy. Well, we'll come on to options options in a bit. The first thing I was going to say is this was we discussed this on a podcast three months ago. This was mooted in November and was rubbished by the now defunct Pro Rugby USA. Why is this going to Why is this going to work now when a professional league has folded just months ago? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great point. I. Um... And for that reason, I can't. I can't see how it can how it's got any legs at all. Um, we've said there's a there's a couple of other options, aren't there? Though I'm sure we'll come on to. But well, yeah, I don't know why it's why it's reared its head again. I mean, uh, Simon Thomas mentioned, didn't he, that uh, Martin and I is a good operator. I'm sure he is, and he wouldn't waste his time if he thought there was no chance of a return here. I'm sure there is a there is a chance of a return, but it's incredibly. Uh, we're skating on thin ice, aren't we? Does it not? Yeah. Does it not smack of desperation, though? Absolutely. If this is if this is his trump card, absolutely it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're, I mean, we're laughing here. Yeah. Now, it it is it is laughable. Well, it's um, laughable, but is this is this genuinely a reality? Well, if we have a let's have a little look at it now. So, you know, the cost for one for the for the teams actually travelling out to uh, to the Americas would be monstrous. Would be enormous, wouldn't it? Um, fans simply would not go. We said about TV cash is the king, so maybe they'll say, well, we don't really care whether there's one person in the stand or none, um, if people are watching on TV. But would would you watch it on the TV? Would you watch um, you know, the Dragons? Well, you would watch Again, the Dragons, I think, I think, you, and I, I think you and I are slightly different because we watch, you know, we watch all the Welsh regions mm. in the Pro 12 now. But I don't know about you, but if it's Connacht versus Leinster, which is seemingly a good game on paper, two good sides, and I go, oh, I haven't watched that. I haven't got time to watch all of these games, mm. and that's a that's a that's a that's a big that's game. a legitimate game. Yeah, when it to comes the, to when it comes to you know Glasgow versus Treviso, I'm not in the slightest bit interested. Mm. I mean, if the if the money if the money's there and it's a it's a it's a big enough deal, I guess the organisers will say, well, we we simply don't mind the the cash is coming in and that's all that matters. Um, but you know, a couple of points: who who would ref the games? Mm. Um, we have. You know, we have many, many uh, poor, uh, poor referees refing a number of the games in yeah. the hotel as it is. Uh, kickoff times, how does that work? Um, in terms of the players themselves spending huge amounts of time travelling over to um, the Americas, they're not going to want to do it. Their families aren't going to want them to go away. And um, I actually feel, and something we touched upon, isn't it, off air? That um, we probably lose a lot of the, we could potentially lose a lot of the players that are playing in, in the Pro Twelve at the moment, and they hop over to to England, France, 
um, whenever else where they can get a you know a great wage just because they'll be um, they'll be they spend so much time travelling. Well, it's hard enough to keep players in Wales as it is. You know the the kind of the flirtation with Gatlin's Law hasn't really made a, a huge difference. This is only gonna this is only gonna exacerbate things. If you're playing in a if you're playing in a league that demands that much travelling, when you could be staying in France and living in the south of France, having a great lifestyle, getting paid handsomely in order to do it, or still go and play in England and still be able to to live for, live at home if you wanted to. Yeah. There's no there's no um Unless the money was astronomical, which is not going to be. No, that's the only way it would work, wouldn't it? If yeah. it was so good, you'd say, "Well, look, I'm going to I'm going to run with this because the money is out, absolutely outstanding." And there'd be a little bit of a novelty value initially. You go over to somewhere new, and you know, check it out, have a few trips, but that will soon wear off. Well, bearing in mind that you know rugby is apparently a growing sport in in America, and there's a lot of registered players, and it has been mooted as the the answer to. Or you know certainly a huge amount of potential. Like, but what they've tried to set up at the moment is completely flopped. Hasn't well, it? it has, and that's their own teams in cities that they will know and recognise. When Treviso turn up in Houston, how do you or Zebra turn up? How do you explain that? How's well, that going to be? A lot of them are, they're not they're not even going to know where 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 that where these teams are from. Yeah, you know, they won't they won't know where a lot of a lot of a lot of you know they know where the Ospreys are from. Yeah, exactly. Cardiff, you know, it's it is a different world over there. Um, yeah. With that in mind, then is a broadcast is an American broadcasting the pump big money behind this? You can't imagine them looking and saying, "This is the answer. This is the future. This is the garlic bread," <laughs> <laughs> or whatever the American hot wings or you know donuts, donuts. Yeah, these yeah. kind of slightly stereotyped things. Yeah, yeah. We better leave that. But yeah, I, I just I can't see anyone looking at that thinking, "Oh, this is an attractive proposition to me." If you're an American broadcaster, would you? pay big money for Pro 12 games now. No. You know, if there's no American team involved. If there is an American team, there's only one team who's going to be involved anyway. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. We've got to look, we've got to look at other options. I'm sure they are though. They must be look, They must be exploring all avenues. Um, well, something, something else that's, that's come out this week is... The doors must be closing on them. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. But so yeah, something else that's come out this week is... Other opportunities within Europe, Georgia is something that's, that's mentioned a lot, given that there is an, an appetite for rugby in the country. The national team has performed very well. There's pressure on the international stage to give Georgia an opportunity at the top table at the expense of Italy, or at the very least a, a playoff. Could the answer be within Europe? I would say it's a lot more viable looking at um, looking at Europe and you know Georgia, where you know the quality of players are improving, the training facilities are, are getting better and better. Um, you know they've got they're backed fairly heavily, aren't they, um, by that business that, that businessman who's a billionaire. Uh, What's his name? His name is Bidzina Ivanishvili. Very nice. Yeah, well, that's yeah. that's correctly pronounced. Good. Maybe not. Well, I can't. Yeah, I can't um, question your and the national, Georgian pronunciation. And the national government are behind are behind everything they're doing there as well, aren't mm. they? They get thirty five thousand on average at, at, at their games, so they've got you know that's there's a good bit of infrastructure there, isn't there? And um, they get they get good gate figures on their games when it's the national side playing. Yeah, 
They're going to have to spend a hell of a lot of money to drag those players back from France, yeah. though, because the bulk of them play in France and, and some within yeah. the UK. There are issues that yeah that would have to be addressed, but they've got. If we come back to the infrastructure, they've got an under six. They've got an under sixteens and under eighteens. We take a step on, then they've got an under twenty side, mm. um, which is that's something. And um, they're they're hosting the uh, the Junior World Cup, aren't they? In in uh, Tbilisi in June. Tbilisi. Tbilisi, yeah. Um, oh, you're doing so well on the Georgian front. Then, as bad it? as Murph, though. <laughs> well, not quite. That's right. Yeah, you'll find out some of Murph's uh, some of Murph's pronunciation in part two, and some fictional players he's made up. It must be a Welsh thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so they've got they've got a good there's there's things happening there, aren't there? Um, and with a few tweaks, you wonder whether that that's got to be a more viable option. Then Germany, um, you know, they are. Uh, Developing, they're yeah, a long, they're and a they've, long had, they've way had a great off. result recently against Romania, which yeah. has probably not got the coverage that it's deserved. But we gave it a mention, didn't we? Did we? If we didn't, we sh- we meant to. Well, we should have. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. They, I mean, they 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 got financial backing of uh, the a ca- the Capri Sun owner, haven't they? Hans Peter Wild. Hans Peter Wild. Yeah. He's, he's... I could do with a Capri Sun now. Well, funny enough, actually, I I can't even look at a can of Capri Sun. My, really? Yeah, I'm going to go on for a quick tangent here, right? My mum started listening to these podcasts, so I got to watch my... Yeah, exactly, which, as we know, isn't always the case. But when I was about 15, 16, my mum bought job lots of Capri Sun because they were on offer. She loves a bargain. They were yeah. on offer in Tesco. And honestly, we had a, like a utility room in the house was filled up with Capri Sun. <laughs> and you couldn't go around You couldn't go around the house without being offered a Capri Sun. I'm, when they sold the house... Eight years later, I'm fairly certain the Capri Sun were included on the deeds. You know, they were they were like they were like squatters in the uh, yeah. in the house. But, uh, Brilliant. Yeah, so I, I can't I can't even hear a Capri Sun without smiling. <laughs> so he's the money behind uh, behind Germany. Yeah, he's the money behind, and um, they've they've devised a, apparently a 25 million infrastructure investment plan, which includes you know youth leagues and um, and ideally they'd love a they'd love a team in the pro you know a new team in the pro 12. Um, so they're not saying this would be immediate; it would be over, you know, over some time. But they're obviously thinking along along the right lines. And just, I just feel that that's that's got more legs than than heading over to the Americas. It might do. Um, I, I can see some potential flaws with it too. Again, if we're talking about logistics, Georgia is not exactly at the end of the road. It's not an easy trip. No, it's not an easy trip. But you know, we we mentioned earlier on when Dragons were playing in NSA. Uh, or playing NSA in in Russia, and how much that cost them financially? I can't see Georgia being the answer with regards, no. you know, with regards to that. So it seems to be more distance. of an appetite, doesn't there, amongst amongst um, rugby lovers for a trip? You know, I suppose a trip maybe over there on the national. I was on the national yeah, scene, I, but yeah, on a on a on a. It's not going to be a week I, I in, week out, but you you it, it's you couldn't do it, could you? There is a. I think there's a European audience there for international rugby. I don't think it exists for fictional clubs at the moment. Mm. You know, a, it, just look at, you say Germany potentially having a team in five, ten years' time. Look at how much the Pro 12 has changed during that equivalent time. You know, cast your mind back just over ten years. Celtic Warriors, gone. Eroni, remember them? Gone. Yeah. Border Reavers, gone. And that's an established rugby playing nation. So... I think you've got to worry, you know, that, that would be a worry for me. I don't think that is the, that's the answer. I think it's brilliant that there are, that there are big financial backers prepared to put money into, into Georgia and into Germany because 
you should, we should be trying to grow the game. And, and it's, it's what's needed, isn't it? It is what's Maybe. needed. You know, cash is king. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm not sure that that's, you know, that that's going to be the, the fix that's going to land us a, a massive TV deal. Mm. You know what I mean? Dresden Dynamos versus Newport yep. Grand Dragons. No one is giving you massive money for that. Another, something else that I've thought of, um, actually it was a good, good, good friend of mine came up with a few of these points, but um, would be potentially, you know, if the Italians could step up to the plate and invest in some big, big name players. Now, imagine somebody like, you know, Dan Carter. Mm. You know, that he would drag people, he would he would bring out the Italians. Or, you know, changing, um, you know, so they've got to get behind the teams, haven't they? They've got to, they've got to do something, um, something big like that, which would just bring up the size, the quality, everything else. And that he, you know, somebody like him would then bring in others and it would go on from there. Or, you know, ch- um, put it, you know having a team based in Milan, you know, um, somewhere better suited um, but again you know better suited from a marketing point of view or better suited from a rugby playing base point of view you know if you move I guess it's got it's got to be it's got to be from a market it has to unfortunately now it's got to start from a marketing point of view isn't it um, because it's all about it's all about money I, they, suppose, I suppose Rome would make more sense though because well, um, yeah. you at least play the national game yeah from within Rome and that's something that has been suggested been in recent about, weeks yeah yeah, I mean that. You know, if they if they completely if they completely change and do something like that, or that worries me though. Bringing you know bringing in foreign big foreign name imports just to just to strengthen strengthen the squad. Because but it would also strengthen. Look, not... look at Italy now. The, the national side is in trouble because Conor Conor O'Shea doesn't have the player base to work with outside of Parise and a few others. But he would also bring. Threadbare. Yes, he'd be take you know somebody like him. Of course, that would never happen, but. You know, somebody like that, a big, big name, would take a position away from um, one of the Italian players. But he would also have such a big effect on those around on those mm. around him in terms of what he could offer and how his experience would bring on others. That um, that I think that's a good. It, it, it's something that could well work. But who's going to pay for who's going to pay for Dan Carter's wages? Well, it, it, it need yeah. I I don't know, but. Um, that would definitely, definitely change. It would have an impact overnight, wouldn't it? Overnight, it would be as quick as that. I don't think it would. Just really? no, I don't. I think if you look at, say, Major League Soccer, right? So go bring it back to America, where they've tried to to do a similar thing by getting players like Steven Gerrard and Frank Lampard over. It's had some effect on the marketing thing, but it's certainly not changed it overnight. If you look at someone like Man City, where they've come from, yeah, you but know, that's not one the, player. That's no, it would have to be. And it has to be more than you know. He, he goes, others then go, and that took that took and, Man City five yeah. years to get right because to start with, you know, Sergio Aguero didn't want to go to Man City. They were recruiting Valery Bojinov and players like this, who you know they they still needed that bit of big name to, to drag them in so I don't know I, I don't see that as being the answer they'd be better off spending the money they'd spend on Dan Carter's wages on putting it into infrastructure as the German model is suggesting investing it into youth rugby bringing through more players so that actually in 15 or 10 years time they've got a really talented crop of youngsters like the, yeah for the national yes but the, in 15 years time the the way we're going, there won't be a league. So it's it for me. It needs we need to do something like that. Bring in some. They need to bring in some big name, some big name players. 
and then also set up have the infrastructure um, working alongside that. But it needs it needs almost needs a quick fix. It's not the answer, but for this, I think that's something that could well be looked at. If we're looking at a, at a deal with the Americas, mm. working with the Italians, they're there. It's set up. It, it, it could change overnight if something like that could come in. But where that money would come from, I do not know. All right, um, another scenario for you. Yep. The Italians have been in. It's been a disaster. Eroni were rubbish and then went out of existence. Zebra are essentially the same team. Treviso went from being a kind of mid-table obscurity side to whipping boys. Would we be better off tinning the Italians out of the league? Yeah, quite possibly. Um, they they haven't improved, have they? If anything, they've gone backwards. I think they've undoubtedly gone backwards. Would the league strengthen without them? Probably would. Um, we go down to a Pro, t- uh, pro 10, wouldn't it? Mm. So it'd be Pro 12 to Pro 10. Um, you don't always have to say Pro, by the way. Okay, 10. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the games would become a lot better. Yeah. Um, and then we, you, you'd be, we'd be playing lesser games. We could play them outside of the international windows, blah, blah, blah. Um, it's an option, isn't it? I, I think it's something that you've got to look at. And either you find two teams that would make the league more marketable, or you just have you have it down to ten, yeah. and you have the the fixtures being more competitive. You don't have you don't have to play during international windows. You know, it's again another thing that the marketing suffered from. Remember, we said at the start of the mm. season yeah. we had a load of players away with Wales, and we had local. You know, we had the local derbies, which are the one things we know are the are guaranteed to bring. Uh, decent crowds to to the Welsh regions. Yeah, small things like that as well would make a would make a massive impact, wouldn't they? Because there's been howler after howler. You know, we've sat here and said, "How mm. can that happen? How can this happen?" Those things make a massive difference, don't they? When they when they're added up. Something else as well is that we, you know, there's no, there's, you could argue there's no incentive really um, for improvement because we don't have a full meritocracy in the league. Yeah. So the well, Italians, until, op, you know, are through until recent. Yeah, until recently, well, it was the case that. Three Welsh regions would would qualify automatically for the European rugby. Three Irish provinces, both the Scottish team. You know, what was there to play for? So, yeah, I mean, that's that has damaged the league. The fact that until two seasons ago, and before that, there was no, there wasn't even any playoffs, was there? You know, you just had to kind of all right. Well, we'll we'll battle it out until yeah. the end of the season. You know, years went by without a lot of meaningful rugby being played. Yeah. It seems, yeah, the, the the league is somewhat caught between developing developing rugby, um, you know, in 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 Italy, and then um, and then actually sustaining a league and making the league better. But there has been a lot of chances given, isn't there? And they don't seem to be helping themselves. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm certainly not one for just saying get rid of them because I do want. You know, I'd love to see them see them flourish, but they've got to help themselves. And we said it, we said it last week, I think, didn't we? We did, and I, I just don't think it's ever been the answer because club rugby is built on rivalry and passions between you know different sets of fans and and competitive and competitive rugby. And the Italians are bringing none of those things. No one thinks are oh, great. You know, we've got the you know we've got Treviso in town this weekend. That'll be yeah. you know they're. 
that'll be that'll be a great game to look forward to because you know the game on the pitch will be rubbish and there's no real history between the sides anyway. That's why I say for them the only real uh, the only plausible real plausible option is because there's no history because there's no rivalry is to bring in bring in stars that then makes the public wherever they're travelling to and the, the 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 public within within where they're based say I'm going to go and watch them and it'll purely probably because so and so is playing mm. but and there's no there's no money in the league there's no. no money in the league we've established that I just don't think that's going to be a viable option you know unless you have a backing of a massive multi-millionaire who's prepared to throw it away on a you know on a millionaire's playground of bringing in of bringing in players who are famous and probably past their best yeah well it's I'm you know probably dreaming a bit here at the moment but um if we are in dreamland, do you want to hear my scenario? Go on then. No, I haven't really thought this one through. But bearing in mind, we want competitive rugby. We want rivalry between sets of fans. You know, it's things that are going to kind of capture capture the imagination of broadcasters and of and of fans alike. What about merging? Get rid of the Italians, right? We'll go. We'll take the ten. The ten remaining teams, pro ten, the pro, pro ten, <laughs> and the English Premiership teams, and you form a two-tiered meritocracy there because we all know the English Championship isn't good enough to produce teams to stay in the in the Prem. You know, as our as our pals at London Irish will tell you, it's a hard thing to it's a very hard thing to do if you're going to put money behind it. We know the the number of sustainable professional teams within Great Britain and Ireland can you make a two-tiered system out of that yeah you could but um, I can't see it happening we are dream. you are dreaming now it's a big dream it but I, I think there's more I think there's more merit to it than there is to your Dan Carter playing in Milan idea oh yeah there's more there's a lot more substance to it and merit as well it's because I like the sound of it I think a lot of other people would, but yeah. the English um, Prem is so strong that they 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 would they would never be up for him. I feel no. I, I think you're probably right, and the the problem is that the Prem is the or the yeah the the organising body is made up of those constituent members. It's the same as the Six Nation. It's a closed shop. Yeah, it's so tight. Doors are shut. But what I'm thinking is is that would produce two strong leagues. Promotion relegation between the two. You have opportunity to play in great games week in week. Play in Europe, great games week in week out. You would have so a side like Bristol would be in the same league as a side like Cardiff, Blues. Sorry, I almost slipped into old money there. Um, so that would create, you know, that would create rivalry because you've got these kind of historic, um, these historic rivalries between those clubs. Likewise, you know, a, a Bath versus Ospreys would be a fantastic game on paper. I, I think you'd have a really interesting, rather than, you know, and it's Newcastle, Worcester. Okay, you know, and that would still exist in the second tier, but I just think there'd be a lot more, a lot more variety to it. And I think you could create two strong leagues, uh, one exceptionally strong league, and one that, that people would definitely watch, you know, and it'd be a meritocracy. Don't know. Don't know whether it, yeah, it's, it's probably you're probably right. It's it's fantasy land, but yeah, well, but yeah, probably we're both 
we're both fast asleep at the moment and, and away with and away with the fairies because um I I can't see either of you know either of our suggestions um or any of them to be honest from anyone at the moment the Americas are, are, are happening I mean um, as much as the thing is like us coming up with two ideas like that are two people sat here coming up with ideas and they almost sound as feasible as as playing across the Atlantic yeah. I mean they must have you know the guys organising Martin and I and, all, and 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 the other chaps, they they've they must be running through and and ran through you know many you know t- tens of uh, tens of ideas and um, probably because so many of them there's a, it's a closed shop that we're having to go that far that far afield. Um, it's desperate times, isn't it? I think it is desperate times. Can't see it working at all. I don't think there's the appetite for big money from a yeah from a broadcaster to back this. We could say that. Be, you know, we said it's laughable, this and that, but they they do need to look at every single option, and if they you know if they keep coming up with ideas, that's the, the when 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 the ideas dry up, that's when mm. we're really in the soup, aren't we? So maybe we should switch it, you know, get get behind these ideas and hope that you know hope that something happens because, um, as we've mentioned, potentially there isn't there isn't going to be league, be a league in, in in three or four years time. I think I think that's a reality, but I think if you went down this route, there definitely wouldn't be a league. I honestly do. I, I think it would be a disaster. I don't think there's the appetite in the states. You know, there, there could be, but I don't think there's the appetite in the states to have one team that then funds that then funds yeah. uh, Italian and and Welsh and to a certain extent Irish and Scottish sides. I just can't see that. I totally agree. You know, it's interesting not to see what, money what over there. There must be um, they must be in communication with. You know, with somebody over there that's saying, you know, we would potentially provide X. It'd be great to hear this figure because it it needs to be off the it needs to be off the wall money. Yeah, doesn't it? It would, and you know, if that's the case, then I don't know, maybe run something. But one thing I'm going to have to say at this point, because we always say, right, you know, we're trying to this podcast is meant to be something that's that views rugby through a fan's lens, right? It's not about it's not about big money and stuff, and. You know, it's not about big money and organising bodies. We're supposed to be looking at this from a from a supporter's perspective. Now, my God, if any if anything was going to shaft supporters, is this? Mm. You know, it's just completely. Um, it's not in the slightest bit viable to be able to go and follow your side when they're playing away in Toronto or yeah. Houston. You know that that is really it, and I get it that. Something's got to be done to try and save this league, but if this is the best answer, I think we're in, we're in dire straits. Well, that's what this says, doesn't it? You, we're, we're not, we don't care about you know season ticket holders. We don't mm. care about we don't care about fans. We've just got to get money in, and uh, uh, there's no point, you know, there's no point uh, people turning up to the grounds, and that's it's, it's quite sad, isn't it? It is, and you know what are you going to end up with? Are you going to have to have you know you have to incentivize people to go and watch their team because. You're making it so difficult for them to do it. And, I think, yeah, I and think, a good number are being turned away at the moment because of these crazy kickoff times and and everything else. As it is, exactly. It's hard. It's hard enough to organise mm. to organise it with TV. Yeah, with exactly that. TV kickoff times make it very difficult to drive. Or you know, certainly by no means the only problem, but it doesn't help attendances yeah. um, with some of these with some of these strange kickoff times. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'd, I mean, a lot of the games, a lot of the games are getting better, aren't they? Um, I think it was, a, it was a cracker on um, on Saturday. Yeah, 
really really good game wasn't Monster it? Monster Ospreys yeah, yeah. That, was a, that was a great game to watch um, I think the games are getting more competitive taking taking the Italians mm. out a bit Will well that's it because the polar opposite was Friday night yeah Parky Scarlets where honestly I reckon I could have I honestly think I could have put in 10 minutes in that game they could have bought me on Scarlets and Hang they wouldn't and they wouldn't have and they wouldn't have conceded <laughs> you could have hidden me somewhere in <laughs> that we team we couldn't hide you you'd have been now. <laughs> <laughs> You could have put me somewhere in that back line. I can see you after five minutes going, another Capri Sun, another Capri Sun, please. Absolutely gagging. <laughs> that's it, yeah, properly blowing after yeah. five minutes. But, yeah. I d- you know, that's that's the problem well, you've got. So, How much better would it be? Different kickoff times. Italians are out, potentially replaced with somebody else. Um, and there are then fewer games, and the games are played when the internationals aren't on. Yeah. Bigger crowds, etc. Little things like that. Okay, it's not going to make a massive difference, but does would that would that improve? Things? Yeah, it would. It would Undoubtedly, it? I think the league would be stronger without the Italian sides. And then it comes down to the fact of: do we want to cut the Italians loose and just say, okay, we've we've tried, it hasn't worked. I, and I don't. Time, think, I don't think that's something you can take lightly. But no, I but, fail to see. Yeah, the I time has possibly come for that. It might well have done. Anyway, we'd love to know what, what you think, so please do get in touch with us at Attacking Scrum. And uh, on Facebook, you can find us on there just by searching for Attacking Scrum. Yeah, there must um, be some great suggestions out there. Well, Fire yeah, if anyone, uh, if anyone is going to be able to solve this uh, solve this riddle, I'm sure it's the great, uh, the great Welsh public. So there, let us know what you think. Twitter, Facebook, uh, or any other means you, uh, you see fit. And uh, yeah, if you've, uh, if you've enjoyed it, Drop us a note on uh, on iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe. Uh, and uh, yeah, we've got loads coming up in part two, which uh, concentrates mainly on the upcoming Scotland versus Wales fixture. So yeah, make sure you uh, make sure you tune in for that now. Podcast Network.